Welcome to Get in the Herd, a podcast about addiction and recovery brought to you by the McShin Foundation. If you or a loved one are looking for real discussions about addiction, recovery, stigma, advocacy, and most importantly, hope, then stick around. Thanks for joining us. Now sit back and get ready for another great episode of Get in the Herd. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the award-winning recovery podcast, Get in the Herd, brought to you by the McShin Foundation. I am your host today, Nathan Mitchell, and I um, I am actually tickled. I was going to say tickled pink, but I'm wearing brown, so I guess I'm, I'm tickled brown today uh, to have with us Edward Peters. I'm looking at you thinking Stephen, man. Um, Edward over here, Peters, with, uh, with the Health Brigade, and um, why I'm tickled is because the work that you all do is is really not only just so valuable to the community but has a special place in my heart because of my own need in active addiction when when i was out there doing things when i needed help it was the whitman walker clinic in washington dc where i was that was available to me and so i I put you all sort of in that in my nathan's opinion i put you all in sort of that bucket because that was extremely like extremely helpful and vital, yeah. like literally vital as in life-saving. So Edward, man, welcome to the show. What's Thank going you. on? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Nathan. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's going on? Just, just living life, man. You know, doing what I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, what do you do with the health brigade? I'm a, uh, out of you outreach specialist. My targeted population are individuals that inject drugs and their partners. I do HIV testing, at the facility and in the community at different treatment facilities yeah. I go in. And so that's how I met you. Yes. I met you here at Hatcher, um, where the McShin Foundation is. Uh, you've been coming in here for years, since, yes. uh, since I was a participant, so probably longer, yes. a lot longer. Yes. Um, and and I, I love that because you, you remember me and you're yes. kind and, and non-judgmental and you bring your folks and... and uh, it's just there's no judgment. It's like we're going to test. We do HIV testing. We do Hep C testing. Yeah. Um, and I, I, have you done other testings here? No, just those two. Just right those there. two. Yes. Yeah. And I know that you are all uh, capable of doing what Narcan uh, distribution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have uh, trainings. Uh, Carbon harm reduction program that we uh, dispense Narcan out in the community. And also we discuss, uh, we go into community stores and dispense also to the owners of those uh, places. Just in case they have an overdose right there on the scene, they can just, uh yeah. and I can, save a life. I love that. You and I were just talking before the show, before the podcast about, you know, businesses being able to have that yeah. available. And yes. 
only to find out, I didn't know this, but to find out that you were doing that outreach yes. work. And I yes. thought, oh man, you know, I, I love that. I love that there's people doing this work. Yes, on the front line. On the front line, man. Yes. You talk about comprehensive, comprehensive I can't even talk, man. Yeah, <laughs> comprehensive right. harm reduction. And you talk about that. And for people listening, you know, for people watching uh, or listening, you know, what, what does that really mean? It is a evidence-based uh, intervention, right? Evidence-based. Uh, it's proven. Uh, we go into the community and we dispense uh, the Narcan and other uh, injectables to prevent the spread of HIV, and hepatitis B, and C. And also going into the community, picking up the used needles also give us opportunity mm -hmm. to uh, get in close with the, with the neighbors. Because a lot of times you got people who inject drugs uh, anywhere in the community, by churches, stores, or anything. So us by being uh, on the scene, we can also get the used syringes and dispense uh, new ones and encourage people to bring them back to us. So you have a, a syringe exchange program. Exactly, yeah. yes. Um, and how does that work? And do you need a, uh, do you need a prescription or any no. kind of card no. or anything? Uh, we have cards. We get the clients, they come in and we give them, uh, they make their own code up. Okay. Uh, and when they come back, they present their card and they get their supplies. Wow. And you guys are what in the fan? Well, you're not, you're right off the fan in the museum district, correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. We're right on uh, 1010 off Thompson street. I drive by you all very yeah. uh, all the time. Yeah. 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 And we have, um, areas in the city that we go and dispense in on the north side, the south side and, uh, on the east end. And also, uh, uh, right there on site on Mondays, uh, the conference harm reduction program, uh, it's right there. You you go out into the community. Yes. So wait. So how does that work for for say like uh, if I wanted to volunteer, if could I volunteer? Yes, you could. Do we have a volunteer coordinator. You get with her mm -hmm. and uh, just sign a, a application to go out with uh, the, the conference harm reduction team, which is a great, awesome team that we uh, put together. Yeah. Yeah. They they are awesome. What what are they? So so. I love. I didn't actually realize this was uh, all that you did. I didn't yeah. realize all the. This 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 warms my heart. Um, when I took a trip around the country last year, okay. when 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 COVID started, I did what everybody else did, and I started okay. traveling. No, okay, okay. <laughs> no, crazy enough. I I had a trip planned, and I took the trip. Mm -hmm. But um, I visited community centers, uh, recovery community centers okay. across the country, and one of the first places I visited was a place in um, in Maryland called. Uh, Oh, darn it. I'm going to forget the name of the town. Um, I forget the name of the organization, too. Darn it. I wasn't expecting to talk about them. Okay. But what, um, what, what I did there, though, they, they, have a, they have a house that they, it's a community center. Okay. They had a couple beds, but it, was, it wasn't really so much housing as it was, okay. you know, a, a crisis immediate resource yeah. provider. Okay. However, they had a separate building in the back, in the front, actually, that was locked. And in that, they had all of these gray backpacks. Okay. And in these gray backpacks were all that you, I, that I, in my head, I'm thinking all the things you would need if you had a comprehensive, you know, harm reduction uh, service that you wow. provided out to the community. Yeah. So they had, you know, clean, clean yeah. rigs, yeah. Uh, alcohol wipes, mm -hmm. bottled water to give, yes. you know, clean yes. water. I think they even had snacks, yeah. you know, to provide yeah. with people and Same probably thing. condoms yes. and all the other stuff. Yes. And, and I thought, this is like this is radical compassion. This is yeah. radical love yeah. in the way that just I'm like I'm I get you know misty just thinking about it yeah. because it's like it's what it's all the non-judgmental stuff that I want for yeah. myself and for yeah. people around me and 
And I love to hear that you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and see, the team that we got, uh, Colin, uh, Colin King, Zico, Art, Margaret, um, we got plenty of volunteers. They uh, go out in the community and do the same thing that you just said with all those supplies and more. Because one of the things also, you're talking about a uh, feminine uh, pro uh, yeah. product for, for women and, and clothes and stuff like that. And, and people donate things. We have an organization that donate uh, all kind of winter hats and gloves and scarves and stuff like that. And we just go out and, uh, as you said, snacks and stuff like that. And it's awesome. Do you go out? So does the is it a volunteer alone going out, or you go out in little teams? That's uh, staff and maybe one or two volunteers who might want to go out sometimes. Yeah. Yes. I like that. I mean, you know, I'm a person in recovery from a substance use disorder. Okay. And, you know, one of the challenges, I think, for me to, to get into that, because I would love to do something like okay. that. And I think a challenge early on, at least, if I'm being honest, even now, of course, yeah. is, is being around the using. Exactly. You know, as a okay. person who practices an abstinence-based recovery, okay. I'm learning as a person in recovery to recognize that abstinence-based recovery is not for everybody. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and 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 that's just been a huge, wonderful learning curve for me. Okay. I just love that. So what you're doing is you're helping me broaden my mind and hopefully broadening some minds yeah. out here too. And, and, and see, the thing about me, I've been in recovery now for 24 years, oh, right? Wow. And so going back to when I first started, going back into the community and seeing what I used to do one time, it shook me for a minute because I had lost, I, I had lost my age in a sense. Mm. Uh, when I was getting high, I didn't feel anything. So now I'm clean and back out there, and I'm jumping for everything. Saying whoa, and so I had, to, I had to find a way to do what I do and be comfortable and okay with it. And going back out there again with syringes and stuff like that. Uh, in a sense, it shook me for a minute, but then I had to realize what I was doing. I'm helping somebody else, and down the road, perhaps they may want to get into treatment down the road, but that's not the goal right away. And it's okay because I'm helping somebody, so the focus is off of me, per se, towards them, helping them with other things uh, besides just the using maybe a, a, a medical appointment, giving them some information, maybe nutrition, something like yeah. that, you know? And once you help them, they go back home and help somebody else. It's passed along. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the 12 steps, we hear the therapeutic value. Yes. Yeah. One helping another. And yes. I, I think that, that that's the most radical form of love that I think there is. Um, you mentioned your recovery, 24 years. Yeah. Man, I, I didn't realize it was that long, but I that's that's amazing. It's been a while. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You want to talk about that a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Yeah. I first uh, got into the process of recovery in 1993. But um, I was in high school. I was in high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 I worked at a, a Philip Morris, a conglomerate at that time, and uh, I needed some help, so I went into a, a detox facility, and of course, it didn't work for me at that time. And four years later, uh, I remember where I went, and I remember what the guy told me. He said the guy that detoxed me. He said these people can help you. I can just detox you. They're the professionals. They can help you. I said, okay, so I went back in and I started doing what they suggested that I do. And um, a day at a time, 24 years. Damn. And just let that work. So what is life like for you now? It's, it's okay, you know, it, it, it's not as heavy as it once was because you look at some of the challenges one faced and they baffle you this and that, and they don't now. I just take it a day at a time and yeah. it's okay. You know, it's not always peaches and cream and, and, and all this kind of stuff. It's just life on lifetimes, you know, learning how to deal with uh, certain issues that may come up, but they won't overwhelm me like they used to at one time. I need a substance to uh, 
feel good yeah. about the situation. It, it, it ain't like that no more. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm really grateful, too, that you continue to not only give back in your professional world, yeah. you know, to by serving the people here at, at the McShen Foundation, but but just giving back in your recovery. Like, it sounds like your recovery is similar to mine, where we, yeah. you know, continue to help the next person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do a little service work uh, and a 12-step fellowship also. You know, I've been mm -hmm. doing that for the whole 24 years. And yeah. they told me, you know, <laughs> get involved in this process, you know. You making coffee? Yeah. Oh man, I make the best coffee. Yeah, yeah. Man, we don't, the meetings. I don't know. The meetings have been going to since COVID. Man, I haven't had coffee yet. Yeah, I missed that. Well, now I mean, I'll bring my little my yeah. Yeti, but now yeah. I got my fancy fruit fruit stuff. It's uh, taking somebody's service position away. Yeah, yeah. I hear that, man. Yeah, but some of some of the meetings are open back up. You know, it's slow, yeah. and I understand. Yeah. But um, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get back in. Um, but like I said, there are some they got a good coffee. There's some that got good coffee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell me now. So at, at the Health Brigade, man, how expensive are the services there at the Health Brigade? If I show up there today and I say, oh, I don't know. I don't even know all the services that you provide. If I go up there um, and say I'd like to get tested for, uh, you know, STIs, you know, how much am I covering out of pocket here? It's free. It's free. It's free. Now, for real, though. It's free. Wow. Anybody. H like, HIV testing, hepatitis C testing, and chlamydia and gonorrhea testing is free. It's free. It's free. I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And for anybody else that wants our services, uh, they'll do a financial screening yeah. because as you just stated, we have uh, more uh, service that we provide, uh, especially for women uh, yeah. that come in that need our services. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, some people came in a while ago and a lady had uh, a form of cancer and the screening uh i think it was susan, susan corman foundation or yeah. something it was a grant and uh it was early detection and she got some treatment at mcv hospital uh oh, because wow. of that because of that screening yeah yeah we have volunteer doctors coming in providing services stuff like that yes yeah what um what what are all the services you provide i mean are you i well how about this i'll ask i'll, I'll ask specifically then because i read that that uh you you are trans friendly. Yes. So we got I, that know, service. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so you provide the all the medications, the hormones, etc. Hormones. Um, and there's an, another organization also. If we can't do it right now because I'm not abreast because of COVID, as you just stated, what we are providing within the medical clinic and or Planned Parenthood uh, might get a, a referral from us, something like that. Uh, Nation Foundation may we may send some out over there, mm. and also. Um, we got a prison program also. Oh, uh, yeah. We got guys going to the penitentiary uh, in prison doing uh, HIV testing also and jails. Uh, yeah. Jahed Abdul Momi. Yeah. 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 And another uh, guy named Isaac. Right. Yes. Was, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, the, the last, I think the last HIV test I took, I'm sure, I think you administered, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and which would have been a couple months ago. And, uh, I'd like to say I'm, you know, probably at the time where I should do it, but I, I don't, I haven't done anything that would have compromised. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just throwing that out there to the world. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm so grateful for that because I want to tell you part of my story. So, uh, right, right before my, I came to the McShin foundation uh, a week after jail. Okay. And, um, I was mandated here. I'd spent, uh, some days in the McShin, uh, uh, uh block. Okay. We didn't call them pods. They're blocks. Yeah. It was a little small church. Uh, yeah 
small church, small jail um, up in uh, Fauquier County. Okay. And I was in, you know, I was there for 60 days. I was in three days. I was in uh, uh, D.C. the first okay. three days. I got extradited back to Virginia. Okay. Fun word, isn't that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a big, powerful word to mean they just got up there and drove me down here, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but here I was going into D.C. and I, I was um, not my best self. Um, and one of my big stresses at the time was I'd been doing, I'd, I'd been doing a lot of risky behavior, okay. a lot of risky behavior. And I, and I'd found out that, you know, without being too graphic, you know, I just, I realized that, that there was a real high, I was at, I had been at really high risk, okay. really high risk. And, and I also understand that there's a window of, of, of for HIV, mm -hmm. there's a window, you know, so I, I got tested when I got to jail in okay. Richmond and I or in DC. And, you know, I tested, you know, I tested and I tested negative and I, it was a, it was calming a little bit, yeah. but I knew that the window was there. And My so, life. you know, from there, you know, I went down to, to Warrington for about two months, okay. you know, and I, I got here and I was, I was really stressed about it. Right. I, I really was. It was, it was, I mean, I, I, I kept replaying it. Of course I was angry at the yeah. other people involved, et cetera. You know, the, mm -hmm. this person lied and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. like still not taking any you know, acceptance of mm -hmm. my own part in the situations, but scared, really, really scared. And so, you know, when, when you all came, that was my first, you know, testing, you know, and, and the first I had broken through the window yeah. and, you know, I, I, I kind of, at that, by the time I got tested, I sort of resolved myself to the, re the reality that, you know, whatever happens one way or the other, you know, there are ways to get, you know, I can have a long fulfilling life exactly. yeah. either, you know, either way. Um, so I was really grateful to to have. It was probably you here yeah. at the time, you know. It was uh, me. I I'm sure. <laughs> I, <remember laughs> I probably talked about it because I yeah. I was scared, and I do that when I'm nervous. I, I talk, and um, you know, even though I may not have expressed how scared I was, maybe I did. It was a terrifying, very helpless feeling, and yeah. I really am so grateful for the non-judgment. So yeah. grateful for the just being able to sit there, and so grateful you came in to do it because. I wouldn't at the time I wouldn't have known where to go exactly. and I didn't have a car. I mean, like I would have, I was dragging my feet, you right. know, and you guys came in and provided the service and, you know, and, 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 and relief, yeah. you know, and I really appreciate that. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what do you find to be like the most fulfilling part of the work that you all do? Um, and, and, and let me also add on also that we also have a mental health service also. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to leave that out. Yeah. If Amelia found out I missed on that, she'll get upset. <laughs> he did what? He didn't mention us? Yeah, and also case management too. Yeah. 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 Um, what's fulfilling for me is to see somebody that we helped years ago, and then you see them... Uh, they they have flourished and they're doing real well and they remember yeah. what it is that we do and they call us out by name all the time. We at one time it was called the Fan Free Clinic and then we the Health Brigade and so they remember the Fan Free Clinic and what we did that non judgment like you just said right and 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 even to this day when they see me Fan Free Clinic yeah we the Health Brigade you know forming those Fan Free Clinic this and that and so it's stuff like that seeing those people still doing well a lot of people went out of town to other programs also because before there was a, 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 a the healing place McShane and this and that we was out in the community. Uh, yeah. helping those individuals with uh, the the bleach kits, the condoms, and and harm reduction stuff like that during that period of time. And so to see them today mm -hmm. doing well, and they call us out and say thank you, 
that's reward with all within itself that we have somebody as an organization and everybody came together to pitch in because if it was something that I couldn't do, I go to one of my coworkers and yeah. if it was something they couldn't do, we passed it on. Yeah. And so uh, that's how that worked. That's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the mental health. Yeah. And and uh, tell me, and, and I, well, maybe these are two separate things, but the jail uh, outreach that you all do. Yeah. Because I, I, I sort of glossed over that and realized, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. The jail stuff that you do. What are, what are you all doing in the jails again? Well, it's uh, Just my testing? coworkers, Jahad mm -hmm. and Isaac, they go in and do testing, hepatitis C testing and HIV testing. And there's a program called Charlie. If someone is HIV positive, it's a certain amount of time that they provide housing for them when they get out. If they don't have anywhere to go, they provide housing for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so much to do in the jails. Yeah. I mean, as you know, um, I'm sure there's so much to do in the jails. I, I, uh, you know, I told you I got my first introduction to recovery in a okay. jail program. Okay. And when i got off probation when i was yeah. finally able to go back into the jails right right COVID was there yeah so we didn't have the jail programs and so we've been doing this i, I don't know if i told you this but um our biggest audience are people who are currently incarcerated okay because we give this away free to, Man, to that's all right. different places i love it that's all it's right. my favorite thing that we do yes one of my favorite things we do and today yeah. um today and tuesday i got to go into richmond city jail for yeah. the first time Whoa. and I went in Tuesday. I think you probably know Moses. I went yeah. in Tuesday with Moses. Yeah. That, was, that was a treat. That's always a treat. You get to spend time with Moses. Good guy. And I, I got to spend time today. Um, we were doubled up. Uh, by coincidence, we just had two facilitators, but okay. I had somebody who works at the jail. Okay. And he was doing a group on anger management. And I thought, well, hot damn, if that's not what I'm struggling with right nice. now myself. Yeah. And here I get to, to participate okay. and, and join in this conversation with all these anger management experts. Man, all, all of right. them, you know, yes. and and had a great conversation and I'm, I'm grateful to have that and be able to do that. I like, I told Mandy, our coordinator, our director, yeah. like, you know, I want to be regular going okay. in there. I want to form a relationship yeah. and, and, and trust with these guys and, and with myself. Cause I, you know, I know it's going to help me. Yeah. Okay. As I'm listening, because I, you know, I, my experience in jail is not all that, you know, I had 18 days right after I got, you know, my first arrest when I was 41, my, okay. my legal consequences, I was late in life, later in life, 41. Yeah. And then I served 63 days the next time, about a year <laughs> later. So like, I have not a ton of time in jail and, and really, you know, Fauquier County adult daycare, I'm sorry, yeah. adult detention center yeah. um, is a, is, is it's, it, it is what it is. You don't yeah, want to spend yeah. time in jail, yeah. but it's a little tiny jail and it's decent food. And okay. you know, it's, it is what it is. Okay. Um, those three days in DC were rough for, okay. for me. I was also detoxing off okay. of, uh, off of, uh, uh, well, uppers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was not fun. Um, for anybody out there who has experienced this, and I'm sure many of you have, but the, the detox from uppers um, is basically just sleeping and eating for a yeah. while and the brain starts to heal itself after some time. But that time, man, like I, 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 you know, I recognized a lot of what was going on around there, but I, you know, I was so stuck in my own self-pity okay for a lot of that time you know to to be objective well i think to be objective period would be difficult but certainly objective with all these you know ex you know extreme factors right, right. introduced as well you know i you know i didn't see as much of what is going on until like you know i've been around here for a little while and i yeah. hear and i talk to and i'm a recovery coach i'm a, I'm a prs and so you know i, I work with individuals one-on-one -on -one and in groups 
And then going in today, yeah, you know, and seeing a little bit more and realizing, wow, we're just, you know, it, it, I'd love to say I went in, I didn't have any biases or anything, but I'm human and I'm going to recognize that. I'm going to put a, uh, put a, you know, I'm going to honor that I went in there with some, some fear, you know, some real fear. Like, I'm not going to be able to relate to anybody. Okay. Uh, you know, how, what, you know, what are they going to get from me? My <laughs> ego is going to come in there. You know, I'm also, you know, and, and, and here I am telling myself these stories and I'm, right. you know, I was like, I'm not like any, anything like these guys. I'm going to be older and what all the things, I mean, right. like all the things. And, and, and I go in there and I'm like, and you know, recovery teaches me to keep an open mind Yeah. and teaches me that my first thought doesn't have to be my last thought. So grateful for that. Right. And go in there and just talk and listen to these guys. Because really, I spent most of the time listening. Right, right. Listening to these guys. And I'm like, there's so much to do. But these guys have really got some great support right now. They need more. Right, right. They need yeah. more. And the guys that are in there want to be in there. In yeah. that particular pod, I mean. Right, right. You yeah. know? But they, we need more support in there. If we're going yeah. to release people from these situations, you know, we need to make sure that we're not putting people back into a, into a, into a, what they just came out of or what, yeah. you know, we don't, we want to put people, what yeah. am I trying to say? Yeah. Well, see, that's not I get, I'm angry, you know? Right. I understand. <laughs> yeah. But that's not my experience going in jails, uh, mm. only through H and I speaking through H and wow. I and I, and, and I had, uh, or three are doing that. And also I was laughing to myself when you said uh you had logged back 41. So did I, right? Uh Hanover County uh uh jail <laughs> also during the period of time and that helped my transformation too. I was sentenced to 10 years probation Ooh. and I never looked back. That was in 97 and that's how I ended up in recovery because I thought back these people uh, like the guy said, can help me. So I went back to get that help and I got the help from them and it took a while, but I remember that experience and that jail, uh, detoxing yeah. for about seven days straight, not being able to sleep, eat or anything. Ooh. And so I'm not lost on it. So when I got a chance to go down to Richmond city jail through H and I hospitals and institutions, uh, it was a thrill for me. And, and, and during that time, it was an old jail. No, air conditioner or anything, and I was on some <laughs> medication for hepatitis C, interferon and rapavirin during that time, and I wasn't feeling well. But I went in, and when I told them what I was going through and how I was feeling and stuff like that, it was so hot. I remember taking a water that gave me the porn on top of my head, and I'm still speaking at the same time, and guys clapping, you know. I love and, it. And just giving back to them guys, man, let them know that it's okay where I was during that time. So uh, thank God for the guy that asked me. It was a facility named Lester. He has cool. since uh, transitioned. So thank God for Lester. Yeah. And uh, I've been to a lot of places just speaking um, through H&I doing my process. Yeah. Well, and and uh, I, I, I kind of went off on a tangent. It's I did. all right. It's all right. <laughs> my point, bringing it back, though, and I love what you're saying, yeah. um, bringing it back to the mental health piece. Yeah. Right? It's It's so... It's so um, barely addressed. Yeah, it barely addressed. Period in yeah. our in our society. Yeah, um, and certainly, any you know people currently experiencing incarceration are at a at a at a real real danger zone right there. So yeah. you're making sure that we have these low barrier threshold yeah. facility you know opportunities to to get the mental health when people do go back into society yeah. into you know get out of out of out of the incarceral system. You know, making sure that that's available. Yeah. like that you all have um is extremely extremely important yes yes, um, yes it is how do you get involved in the mental health services well well myself i don't yeah it's, yeah it's, it's a team million but at the same time 
Um, I also work at the healing place. And so oh. a lot of time when individuals come up in there and, and, and I've known some of these people all my life. And so when they come up in there and then you list your medication and you say, I didn't know, man. Truth, I didn't know. And, and, and so it's prevalent, like you just said, a lot of younger guys out here and older people uh, suffer from mental health disorder. Yeah. And, and, and it's not being addressed in its entirety or all of its complexities and things like that. And uh, man, it, it, it's real deep. And you can tell by today's society, a lot of stuff is going on, the anger and stuff like this. They said it, it was COVID, this and that. But I'm thinking some of this stuff had been there long before mm -hmm. COVID just wasn't addressed and things like that. Some of the traumas and, and all these kind of things, man. Uh, and, and, and as you stated, because of COVID, a lot of people not getting what they need, their appointments and all this kind of stuff, they're backed up and stuff like that. And uh, I'm so glad, like you mentioned about the city jail and other jails that have anger management uh, yeah. classes and things like that for the inmates. So they won't just go right back there, learn how to pause and take a break and stuff like that. And recognize that all your problems not gonna be solved by acting out and stuff yeah. like that. You will end up right back in the same place uh, because your actions, and so yeah. that that's awesome. But anytime you look at um, some of our youth out there who they're not getting what they need growing up, stuff like that. They have some anger issues and stuff like that. I can remember when I first started doing outreach, most of the drug dealers were the young guys. Yeah. And so as they grow older, they still become the same drug dealer, either the penitentiary or, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, or the graveyard. And so a lot of them got anger issues growing up also. Yeah. And, and they end up acting out acting out, I don't have this, I don't have that, I want this, I want that. And uh, it's a little tough and, 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 and you're in recovery. And so I'm pretty sure you heard guys share what's going on within their upbringing and stuff like that. And you'll hear about the traumas and stuff like that. And that's another thing we should do doing outreach. We listen, Yeah. we listen. That's our job, just to shut up and listen. Yeah. And they'll tell us how we can help them Yeah. a lot of times. I love that. Um, thank you for going on that little, uh, uh, jail journey with me there. I know, I know you're more of the harm reduction side and testing them. Let's take a, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and let's talk about, um, if you will, let's talk about what we're doing well and what we need to do more of. Okay. All right. Okay. You want to take a little break art, throw that to what would be a commercial? Yeah, we'll take the commercial right now. Ready? I love it. Oh, look at you already on there. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Here at McShen, we believe in the McShen way, which is authentic recovery support service providers, people with lived experience, bringing that experience to those who need that lived experience in recovery. Here at McShen, we believe in many things to support our mission. We believe in women empowerment. What I love most about what we believe here at McShen is we believe in the authenticity of the peer-to-peer -peer approach. Here at the McShin Foundation, we believe in giving people opportunity. Here at McShin, we believe in the inherent worth and dignity of every person. At the McShin Foundation, we believe in helping people reach their full potential. Here at the McShin Foundation, we believe in multiple pathways to recovery. Here at McShin, we believe in placing principles before personalities to help spread hope. Here at McShin, 
we believe that recovery is possible and that any person seeking recovery can become a more acceptable, responsible, and productive member of society. Here at the McShin Foundation, we believe in self-discovery. Here at McShin, we believe in saving lives and offering second chances. Here at McShin, we believe you can do this. Here at McShen Foundation, we believe that we can only keep what we have by giving away, which is why we continue to help others like us seek and find recovery. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to the award-winning recovery podcast, Get in the Herd, brought to you by the McShin Foundation. I'm your host, Nathan Mitchell, and today we have, I'm going to call you Stephen. <laughs> it's stuck in my head. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got Edward over here uh, coming to us from the Health Brigade. This guy, I uh, really appreciated the talk so far. Uh, while we were on break, we're watching the. Com- I was watching the commercial there, and I was thinking, you know, talking to Art over there, our producer, um, Art. We need to get a drone. We do. Yeah. We do. And and so so did you see the little blip, the video blurb, whatever we had, but you know during the break. No. In the video, there's a there's a camera a camera shot that just goes up into the air and past the the steeple on this building, this church right yeah. here. It goes high up there. It's a drone camera. Okay. And I'm sitting there watching that. and I'm thinking, I want to do that again. Okay. I want the drone. I want to go around and take more camera shots. So okay. I'm being Where awesome. did that drone come from? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it belonged to Todd when he did it. Yeah, we can do that. We can uh, tell Melanie and, and give her that access. Well, and what I'm hearing is uh, sponsorship opportunities. Yes. So, hey, D- uh, Doug, uh, Levy, if you're watching, I've got the Phoenix here. Um, Doug, uh, Doug, yeah, Doug, Art is wearing, man, this is what happens, dude. I've been up all day. Okay. I've been talking all day. My, my tongue gets tied. I have the best people in the world around here. Um, Art is wearing a, a the Phoenix T-shirt. I, oh, I was yesterday wearing one. I've got my the Phoenix Yeti over here. Um, Doug, my friend, we need a drone. We need a drone. All right, <laughs> back to you, my friend. So before we took a break, I was th- I was thinking about, you know, what are the things that we do really well in, in, in terms of healthcare, comprehensive harm reduction here in Virginia, the things that that, that you all do well. We, I guess, as a as a state, a commonwealth, and what are the things we need to do to make sure that you know we're we're providing the best service that we can to our our people? Mm, there's so much um, need out there. Yeah. One of the things we can do is collaborate better together, right? Just like um, at the Half Brigade, 
If I got something, I can go to a coworker. If they can't solve, we go to somebody else. It's a whole agency of people. And so we call it the health brigade. Remember uh, years ago when, it, when, when there was a fire and the brigade came and they yeah. passed the buckets and all this kind of stuff to put the fire out, right? So we I, don't, need, I don't think they've done know, that they, for a yeah, long they, time. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're going all the <laughs> way back. I'm just a little older than some people, right? And so that still works today. Uh, and, and it has been agencies that wouldn't do that. Pass the bucket and help put the fire out. Uh, to reach the people that need to be helped, right? And we just talked about uh, listening, and people can tell you how you can help them. Yeah. When I was new in the process of doing outreach, that's what they told me, just be quiet and listen. They'll tell you how you can help them. The gatekeepers and all those people will tell you what's needed in the community. And, and I'm thinking that's long gone in a sense, the gatekeeper. Where all the gatekeepers at that held those communities down? There was a spokesperson mm-hmm. uh, for, the com- for the betterment of the community. And, and, and they're gone, and, and I don't know what happened to them, but yeah. the uh, agencies that provide the help can become the gatekeepers again, in a sense. We're out there on the front line, a lot of us providing services, and we just listen to the people, and they'll tell us how to help them. Now, I understand uh, to get a mental health appointment is time-consuming. I understand that. Uh, but it has to be a way for more money to be spent on that yeah. uh, to get people in for the services that they need, not just somebody to pass out pills. Yeah. Take this. You'll be okay. I'm talking about somebody to listen and, 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 and try to help find uh, some avenue to help the people that, that's, that's going through. There's a lot of trauma, a yeah. whole lot of trauma that, that people have endured over the years, and it, it, it has to come out. I'm pretty sure there are some people who can do that, but but if you don't have insurance, that real good insurance, that's my thinking, you have a psychiatrist to help you. Now, for us in recovery, we got a 12-step process. Yeah. That's our psychiatrist sense, but some Ooh. people get some outside help, yeah. you know what I mean? But for the for the most part, we got a way to vent, to get some stuff out, to, to in a sense, to heal ourselves. But what about the community as a whole? How do we help them? I understand the pandemic and stuff like that, that add on more trauma yeah. because people lost some, uh, some, some loved ones because of COVID and, and, and people losing jobs and stuff like that, stuff shutting down. And so, whoa, it's so much to do to get back to some type of normalcy. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And I, I love though, the, like, like, like people like you, you know, the people, like a lot of the people, like most of the people, if not all the people I work with here, yeah, you know, probably all the people you work with, man, you we know? got amazing, amazing yeah. crew. Yeah. We are crew. Yeah. So we're just going to put our head down, <laughs> heads down and work. Yeah. Just yeah, going to put our heads down and get this done. Like, you know, I'm not going to argue. Yeah. 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 Just get done. Yeah. And, and I love that. Yeah. Um, Cause I think, I think about, you know all of these, all the all the political arguments, and I, mm-hmm. I bring this up only because I read this morning. You know that there are people trying to get rid of here in Virginia. Uh, in Medicaid, you know, was uh, expansion happened what I think in 2019. Okay, and and so for any anybody you don't know what that is, you know, it it's uh, Medicaid was available to only families uh, okay. before 2019. So if you're you know an individual, you know you, you just didn't qualify, which you know, meant that, you know, you had to get it somewhere else, but, you know, many of us, you know, and I'll put myself in that bucket, you know, when I got out of jail, okay, you know, I didn't have a job, I had mm. no money, you know, I didn't have, uh, uh, 
I didn't even have a driver's license at the time. And so, and I had broken, I had no glasses. I had reading glasses mm -hmm. and I've had prescription glasses since I was two years old. Okay. So like, like not being able to see and read for extended periods of time without getting major headaches was a pain in the neck. Okay. Not being able to read, like physically read a website mm -hmm. to get my prescription glasses. To right, get, right. You know, I needed somebody, I had to ask somebody to help me navigate a website to get to an eye doctor. Okay. And and it's like something I never would have thought about until I needed it. And it was like, oh, wow. Like, I physically can't sit and read this. And it's Byzantine, labyrinthine. It's just a whole horrible way to figure it out anyway. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, reading. My head's getting hurt, you know, hurting. And I'm getting frustrated. And finally, I had to just go up to, well, at, you know, when I was a participant here, one, okay. of, the, one of the staff members here, um, Tracy, she was a AmeriCorps rep at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, you may know Tracy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, I just, I need help. <laughs> and yeah. she was really sweet. Like she didn't have to, you mm. know. But she just sat there and helped me find it, yeah. you know. And we made the appointment. And I finally did get new. Okay. I, I need to go back actually. But, um, but like that, like those sorts of things, are really. It's. I mean, I guess the word is traumatic. It really is because I'm yeah. like I'm. I'm already at this stage of vulnerability. This right, real right. like I, I'm. I'm in a in a foreign city. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. I'm just getting out of jail. Mm -hmm. I'm two months. You know, clean in the language of twelve steps, or I'm. You know, two months in recovery. Right, right. You know, I, I'm still. I still don't really know how to live life without putting something in me, alcohol mm -hmm. and drugs. And mm -hmm. now I got all these weird things just all thrown at me at the same time. And now I need to get my glasses. I don't have insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, my, I have false teeth. So it's like, you know, and they, they still need to get fixed and replaced all of these things. And then you get on there and it's like, I don't know how to do any of this. Yeah. And I, here's the funny part. Like I was a computer science major at one point yeah. and I get on there and I was like, I can't figure any of this shit out. You know, <laughs> it's like, and to have people who can sit there and calmly yeah. just, just sit there and calmly help me do that. Yeah, you know, I I know you ain't solving all my problems, but right now you can help me. You're helping me do what will help me to solve my next problem. Exactly, you know? and, and that's some of the thing that we do out in the community. Yeah, resources. You know, for someone who trying uh, to get their glasses, something to eat, some clothes, uh, shelter, uh, things like that. That's what we do to help people, so they won't have to go through it uh, themselves and don't know, and we navigate them. Uh, to somewhere to get those services. If we can't do it at the health brigade, we send them somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and you can get it done. Yeah, it's that. I I know that we're not going to have all the solutions. No, no, no. But knowing other people who are working on those solutions, yeah, like that, having those resources available is 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 key, really. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. To empower them hmm. to 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 take that first step, also because you can't do it all for them. Uh, we yeah. can write down if we try. So we empower them, yeah. give them some information and some direction, and 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 wish them well. And if if you run into some some difficulty, brick wall, here's my card. Give me a call. Yeah. Yeah. If I can't help you, I got somebody else that may help you. We yeah. can't promise you everything, but we're gonna do our best to get you there. Yeah. 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 You can follow the yellow brick road. Yeah. We got you. I love it, man. I love it. Um, before we close out, man, I would love to talk about how often you're out in the I mean, you're out in the community all the time. What, how many, I guess, how many of those outreach events like you did the other day where you're out, you know, where you're here at the, at McShin yeah. uh, for a few hours doing testing. Yeah. How many of those do you do a week? Um, maybe about uh, four a week. Four, so. okay. I'm at um, the healing place, the shelter. Yeah. Uh, and the program, the women's facility, 
And uh, with the Conference of Harm Reduction Program, when my schedule allowed, I go out with them to Luxfield in the East End um, on the South Side. Yeah. I'm over there. And also, when I'm off of work, I'm still there because I'm from uh, the North Side area, Highland Park. And so I go over there also and provide services just in front of my mother's house. When people come up, they they ask a question. They might need some condom. They want to get into treatment or something like that. I make a call and try to help. So I'm constantly available yeah. and prepared for services. Yeah, always. Constantly. How do you maintain your own recovery <laughs> through all of this? How do you maintain your recovery? I I find the balance right to uh to get with sponsors, do step work, get with my sponsor, and I also work at a healing place. They have meetings over there, so. Even when I'm at work doing testing, I can hit a meeting on the outside. So I'm getting a, I'm getting a meeting while I'm working. Mm. Mm. And so that's a, that's a blessing there. And even coming over here, downstairs, I see the people. People in recovery, I still get a blessing when I'm around them. I love it, man. So, hey, there's a couple comments up here real quick. Uh, Mar- was it Martha? Martha Chloe? Do you know this person? She says, it's good to see you, Edward Peters. Keep up the good work. Okay, okay, Martha, uh, yes. I like, I, the reason I brought that one up yes. is because the one above it is Justin, <laughs> our, uh, our uh, I want to say our emeritus producer, our producer emeritus. Do you think that works? Something like that. So, <laughs> producer, our producer emeritus, our previous producer, Justin, uh, or Justice Justice Bug, I'm just making, I'm making fun of him. In in love, I'm making love. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Nathan, Art, Art, you're doing an awesome job, dude. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Justin, I love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, last I saw Justin, uh, two weeks ago, he, he was last his last day, um, and we we went out to get, uh, and it wasn't all you can eat, but we went to a big giant. Um, what's the name of? Oh, you don't know. It was the name of this place. Uh, uh, it was one of these Louisiana uh, uh, clam bake type things, and they just well crabs and stuff, and and they just brought this big giant bucket, yeah, of crabs and oh, shrimp man. and Whoa. potatoes and corn and all with all <laughs> Louisiana uh, spice yeah. and stuff all over okay. it, and, and oh yeah. Oh yeah! That was all right. Oh yeah! That was a good meal. I took pictures, and I don't usually take pictures of food. And I, I, and I'm a guy who eats a lot of good meals. Okay. Um, But actually, I take pictures of food all the time. (laughs) What am I lying about? Um, But that was the last time I got to see him. He he and his uh, girlfriend and I went out for dinner. That was sweet. Um, Because nowadays, like, I get to have healthy, real relationships with people. Yeah. You know. Um, And I get to see people. You know, I. You were mentioning, you know, people and watching them grow. Right, earlier right, yeah. and that's probably my favorite thing yeah period that we do here it's like like seeing somebody you know i've been i've been here at mcshin as a participant and staff member combined for a little over four years yeah and which means i've seen a lot of people come through yeah. you know and and yeah. you know the organization's been here for 18 years yeah uh so i remember yeah bad right because uh the guy jesse i remember him <laughs> when he was a participant <laughs> At the healing place, I'm seeing this guy, Ooh. how he has grown tremendously. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and stuff like that. And, and, and seeing people when they when they were struggling coming in and stuff like that. And I see them now and they're doing well. Yeah. They're doing great. Yeah. Yes. It I, works. I'm really glad you said that about Jesse because, yes. you know, Jesse, um, Jesse, Jesse, uh, I, I get tongue tied because Jesse's my guy. Like, yeah. He's my guy. He's yeah. my guy. He is um 
he, he's just my guy. And, you know, there have been times like, you know, I, I, he was the men's, it was the uh, chief operating officer when I became, you know, as I got here as a participant. Right, right. And, you know, you, you didn't really see much of him unless you, and unless you were in trouble. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's the case with most people these days. And I, it's funny because I hear people talk about him and like, yeah, scary. I don't want, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, yeah, that guy's got all marshmallows. He's not all marshmallows inside, but he's, he's, you know, he's, and he's not soft. He's just, he's a teddy bear. You know, he's, he's just a, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, and I remember, I, I won't go into detail, some things that happened, you know, with him, his personal life that happened when he, when I was a participant and, you know, he, he kept, he just showed back up here. Mm. You know, and I just thought, man, if that guy can deal with what he just dealt with and then keep coming and not yeah. use and stuff, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, what am I bitching about? Yeah. And I, that was a huge hit for me. Now, okay. I'd love to say that was the moment I completely surrendered to okay, everything. Okay. I understand. But I took my will back a few times um, yeah. uh, without using, but, you know, I, I was not living a clean life. And, okay. and I, I told Jesse what he could do with this program after about three months here. Yeah. Um, it wasn't nice. Yeah. <laughs> it involved a few choice four-letter uh, words that start with F. <laughs> Uh, which is funny because now he's my boss. Yeah. And about a year ago, I was sitting down with him and I was talking and, and one of, actually, I guess it was about two years ago, one of our colleagues left and I thought, well, damn it. Like, I really liked working with this colleague. Okay. Like, like it made work so much more fun. It turned, right, right. We're still great friends. I still work with them actually, uh, you know, separately, like mm -hmm. sometimes. But he, um, it, it was one of those, you know, I, I grieve for people. I love, I get into a routine. I like having the certain people around. You know, when Justin left a few weeks ago, I got really testy and cranky okay. with him because, you know, yeah. you're ruining my routine. And, you know, yeah. but when I, when he left and I looked at just, uh, Jesse once, I was like, you're not going anywhere anytime soon, are you? You know, he's like, no. I was like, it's not, I, I don't think I can work here if you're not here. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? I understand I just, the feelings. Yeah. You know, the same feelings at the Half Brigade. Uh, fan free brigade. Yeah. When people came in, people left stuff like that. Had some feelings. Uh, people passed and stuff yeah. like that. Learn how to deal with those feelings also, and still provide uh, uh quality services. Remember the people who trained me uh, when I first started over there at the fan free. Donetta Riley, uh, Francis Wake, Sterling Stewart, people like that who helped me along the way. Yeah. Uh, a guy called Clayton Davis. These guys who taught me about outreach, being the fear, Rick Martin, people like that. Yeah, yeah, man. We have we we I, well. I'll speak on myself, man. I, and I think I think I'm hearing the same thing from you. But I, I have a really beautiful. I'll even say blessed life. I really yeah. do. And yeah. Man, do I get to come to work with some amazing people, and and I get to see people like Art, for instance. Mm -hmm. You know, Art, Art just got here in December. Yeah, you know, and and I and wasn't doing so hot when he got here, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and this guy now works here full time, and he's a PRS. Yeah, yeah. you know, he's he's yeah. he's working on his hours to get that's a certification right. when he can, and I think yeah, that's the beautiful thing of this program. Like yeah. when I well, of recovery, you know, yeah. we we can find out who we are. You know, yeah. we can get into our authentic selves. And we can start helping the next yeah. person. Yes, um, and, and and start you know just just doing things that aren't all about the using and the all the crap that goes along with that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's been it's yeah. been quite the journey, really, to to go from where I was in December now to you know working here at Mission full time. And yeah, it is. It I'm really grateful to Mission yeah. and the people like you and and Nathan and people that work in this industry. Man, it's it's been it's been really great. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. That's touching, truly touching. Yeah. And that's and that's what I like about the process. When you see people who are struggling and you see them, the eyes open up, you know, mm -hmm. and they're participating in their own process of recovery. Yeah. That's what we do, you oh. know.
these are the these are the conversations I love to have. Yeah. You know, I get I get I get all kinds of conversations as you probably yeah. do too. And yeah, yeah. Sometimes those conversations are, you know, talking about all the death and the sad and and you know sometimes something sometimes that that needs to happen i mean you know the, the reality is the person who had my job before me you know died by overdose yeah um and that that stays in my head mm-hmm. you know it, it, it was pretty poignant when i first started i mean it's been a little while since that happened but his yeah. death um i guess his death anniversary is this is right around now okay. some, sometime this week um and you know i think about joseph uh, and i think about you know his young kids okay. and and what a beautiful person he was and i think here i go dark um but i think no, about right. all no, the people right. that we get to come across you know and and even the times that the little time that we have with it you know even if they aren't around anymore you know how they touched me like i have a piece yeah. of artwork right, right. from somebody who's no longer here yeah and and i i cherish that i stare right. at it all the time and yeah and it's uh you know it's a poignant reminder of of who they were and not so much, at least to me, of who they could have been. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I get stuck in there sometimes too. And when I do that, I get sad. When I remember who they were, then I'm happy. Okay. And I, I try to remember that, but I don't know why I went down that path. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Just um, <clears throat> the people at the Half Brigade who have supported me mm. the past 20 years. That's how long you've been there? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And my supervisor would give me uh, space to do my thing, to do it the way that I do it. Uh, uh, the um, half outreach department, our program manager, a uh, guy called Darius, uh, very supportive. Uh, everybody uh, that's there in the whole building, as I stated, uh, the brigade with the buckets yep. coming in to put out the fire to help. And that's people in the medical clinic, uh, everybody yeah. in the whole building. Yeah, uh, you talk about uh, Medicaid stuff like that. We're we're doing that now. So those that do that kind of work uh, to simplify, because I don't know a whole lot about it, but that's what they do. And uh, it's amazing to watch them work. The doctor uh, that's there, Doctor Waller, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, the nurses and all these people, the executive director, uh, Carla Gatto, people like that. You know, yeah, got a good team. I'm trying to tell you now. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. Of support. I yeah. love that. I love what you said too about um, letting you do you your thing. Yeah, yeah. Jesse lets me do my thing. <laughs> I love that. Thank yeah. you, Jesse. Um, and I don't get yelled at too much. Yeah. Uh, and I, I get to do that. So. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for being here on the show. My Thanks friend. for having me. I mean, Thanks for having really, me. Really touching conversation. And I love what you do. I yeah, mean, I, I can't tell you enough. You personally, what you do and what that. Health Brigade does. Yes. I just, there's, there's, you, you fill an incredible niche. Um, thank, you. thank you. Art, any last thoughts? No. Thanks for joining. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the work you do. Thank you. I love I love throwing it at him every once yeah. in a while because he's not <clears throat> expecting it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for paying attention and, and uh, being here today. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday next week. Not quite sure what we got lined up yet, but but have a good holiday. Uh, we do have a cookout if you're local here in Richmond. We do have a, uh, a Memorial Day cookout here at Hatcher um, at the McShin Foundation at between 1 and 4 on Monday. Uh, which is Memorial Day, okay. and we've just and we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about this here, or if we talked about this outside, but uh, we did just decide that uh, we're going to have a, a recovery pride event here at the McShin Foundation for the LGBTQIA plus population uh, resources 
and uh, well, anybody can come, but uh, resources and awareness. Uh, we'll have some speakers and food. Uh, we'll have testing, I think. Yeah. Um, we'll look so, at it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be something, something there. Um, and, and we'll also have some other resources and things there. Uh, we'll look forward to having that. And that's June 18th. It's a Saturday, 1 to 12 to 4 here at Hatcher. Um, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. You got to go on to the Facebook website. You got to go on the Facebook page. We've got a ridiculous amount of event, of events scheduled. I I, That's right. I, but I know it's. Uh, I, I yeah. say ridiculous in the best way. Yeah. Because yeah, I look at and I, you know, I put the, I do the, the, the newsletter. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing, I'm getting it ready for June now. And I was looking at it. And I'm like, just event, event, event. I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. It's it's a. It's nice to be out of COVID. And B. It's just like you know, I get to see my family. Yeah. You know, okay. my new my family here. Yeah. So it's good to have everybody. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks again, Edward, for being here with us. Thanks, okay. Art. Thanks for um, me. Listen, everybody, make sure you stay in the herd. Take care. the CEO of the McShen Foundation and a woman in long-term recovery since May 27, 2007. I have not used drugs or alcohol. Woo -woo. Thank you so, so much to the Richmond Times Dispatch and all of our voters for getting the Herd podcast. Those podcasts are amazing. Not only has it helped thousands upon thousands of people in their recovery, as well as family members, but it has helped me in my personal recovery. I get to listen to them now in my car through Spotify and iHeartRadio. And it's just really, really important for us to be innovative in the addiction field and the recovery community. So when COVID hit, we had to be innovative. You know, we really had to think of like, what can we do to reach people that cannot go to 12-step meetings? smart recovery, faith-based, whatever, um, that we're shutting down constantly. So we were innovative here at McShen, let's start podcast. So with Todd, John, Alex, um, and some other staff, you know, we all just kind of jumped in who can do what. And um, with Todd's lead and John's lead, the podcasts have been amazing and we're still doing them today. So I want to thank you for all of your votes and all of your energy and all of your support of our mission of healing families and saving lives. Thanks.